0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Michael and Benjamin's podcast. I am joined today in the tiny room by a man who has been described as very much not Ben and very much the thinking man, woman's
1: scrumpet. It's Shane. Say hello, Shane. Hello, Michael. Um- Being described as very much not Ben was the nicest thing you've ever said to me. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, Shane, Ben has had an episode. He has. Any listeners to last week's podcast may have have noticed the very beginnings of a psychotic break. Yes. So Ben is in an asylum of sorts. Ben, minimum security. I've I've called you like Arkham, (laughs) not like Shutter Island, more like low walls and grass. And very good, very good references there. You know
0: which podcast you're on, Shane. Very good intro there. What a segue. An unplanned segue, because we're going to start by talking about someone in an asylum. Wow! As if we took five minutes to plan this. We we did, but we didn't plan that particular segue. Shane, have you been following the television series Legion? I am halfway through the second episode.
1: Of the first season? Of the second season. Okay, that's not too bad. Um, What what are your feelings thus far, Shane? The first episode was kind of confusing, and the second one is alright so far yeah I mostly watch these things in the morning as I have breakfast Um,
0: Shane we're gonna we're actually gonna the, the season finale of Legion was on last week and the opening three minutes of the season finale of Legion were best three and a half minutes of television I have ever seen in my life so much so we're going to stop the podcast now for you to watch that and then
1: will react to it afterwards. Okay, for those who missed it, because this is an audio medium, I nodded incredulously. Yes, I don't think you believe me. But you will! And
0: seamlessly we're back!
1: While it seems like only an instant has passed for those listening at home, my life has changed. (laughs) That is an excellent season finale intro.
0: Shane, easily the most visually, audio-visually, other things, stunning... Yeah, I mean, four I think minutes. what you're trying to say is tune, yeah. but also tune for the eyes. Yes, exactly. Um, and the, the So obviously we're going to go spoilers, a little bit of spoilers here for Legion. Um, and the best thing is, that's the wrap up for the season. The whole rest of the episode is a set up for season three. Beautiful. But they even, they wrap up the entirety of season two in that three minute sequence. Maybe four minutes, but... Just unbelievable. Just yeah. the visuals, the song. Here's the thing, right? That's actually Dan Stevens singing. Well, that's very impressive. So so, so impressive that I now hate him. A <laughs> talented bastard.
1: I kind of hate the guys who got that greenlit. Whoever sat around and kind of did a storyboard for that and pitched it to somebody and somebody believed in them that much,
0: I'm a little jealous. That is a very good point about that show in general that it's amazing that television has reached a point where we can well not we where they can get away with things like that that they're allowed that level of cre- creativity on a television yeah. show Imagine trying try to do that five years ago
1: no way wouldn't no. happen especially sorry lads linear story please
0: yeah linear story none of this animation none of this if it's professor xavier's son we want a picture of a bald man as seen from behind with the head shape similar to patrick stewart
1: yes that is exactly what we want but what do you mean animation
0: yeah what is this animation but aside from we can't play it obviously because the music will get copyrighted and we'll get taken down but the whole season you haven't seen the whole season but it seems like in retrospect the whole season of the show built towards that song Oh, excellent. There's a subplot about Blue Eyes. The song is Behind Blue
1: Eyes, Shane, by The Who, I think. Yes. If I had a better singing voice, I'd try a rendition. Nobody
0: knows what it's like to be the bad man. Dan Stevens has a great singing voice, apparently. And the other guy's singing the same lyrics in Farsi.
1: Yes. Oh. I assume that wasn't just gibberish. <laughs> I'd trache- like to believe it wasn't just gibberish. I don't speak enough Farsi to know. No. So it could have been like my name is Earl when he the maid used to speak in Spanish and it was just random shit. That
0: was very good. It was actually usually addressed to the audience.
1: Yeah, the spoilers and kind of Yeah. The non-Spanish people at home aren't getting this.
0: What were we saying there about Legion? Uh Farsi. Oh yeah, speaking Farsi, then he was also They did the thing and the whole season built towards it. There's a one episode subplot about a character having blue eyes. Uh, There's another little subplot about why does green mean safety and red mean danger? Maybe it's the other way around. Oh, nice. Everything. Uh, He's out for vengeance for something that happened to his love. So my love is vengeance. It's the whole... I think they said, let's do this sequence and let's spend a 10 episode season building to this sequence brilliant even the fact that it's the 11th episode what a weird number of episodes for a tv show and also to call it chapter 10 i know
1: brilliant oh everything is Eps- great absolutely
0: worryingly though shane it seems like legion has been uh shedding viewers in season oh. two so a lot of people won't have seen that
1: that is upsetting though might be a victim of its own creativity there Where something is that hard to follow. And like Legion isn't one of those things you can just watch over breakfast. Mm. You have to pay a bit more attention. So Mm. when the dog starts whining at you. You can't skip out for three or four minutes to let him go take a piss in the morning. Is that a metaphor? No that's an actual personal story. (laughs) Go on. What are you going to say? Just how I lose track of TV shows. That's why I'm not up to date on Legion.
0: Look. The whole season. Because in retrospect. There were four or five episodes that felt like they're building towards something and while they were on it was a little bit come on let's get to the point but i don't think i've ever been so happy with the payoff of something making me wait for that long before
1: you know what i'm saying yes oh so worth it my favorite my favorite uh i was gonna make a joke about your extended courtship with your lady friend oh very good yeah no i have now you <laughs> you've done it yeah uh, let's move on let's talk about something else uh shane
0: speaking of television shows that you haven't been keeping track of what do you think about cloak and dagger
1: i haven't been keeping track of this because i can't is that correct oh yes that's true yeah yes which
0: is why why i've been going to america on a weekly basis uh the computer's not turned on shane would you turn that on there Thank you very much. Which is why I've been going to America. And Shane, thanks for reminding me that I've been in
1: America. Because I've just arrived back on a flight. Obviously, jet lag. All the jet lag. Yeah.
0: Thanks. Which
1: ties in well with you saying you got eighteen hours sleep the other night. <laughs> that's oh, jet lag for you.
0: That's no, that's Windows Defender. This is a professional podcast. Um, I actually I'm tired, Shane, because of hay fever. Oh,
1: me too. Yeah, hay fever is no good. And yard work. <laughs> Imagine having hay fever and having to spend a day cutting hedges. Is that a metaphor again? Nope,
0: no, no. Just another another yeah. story from your life. Yeah. So Shane, cloak and dagger. When it started, we were going to on the podcast. We were going to watch it every week and report back on it, much to Ben's chagrin, because he he thought it was going to be horrible, like
1: inhumans. Inhumans, exactly. Um, and it continues not being horrible. Like give me an example of something that's not horrible.
0: Uh yard work.
1: No, your yard no. work is horrible. Um, Only people who haven't done yard work <laughs> think yard work isn't horrible. Um what's
0: not horrible? Do you remember the TV show? Uh, every time I'm watching it it feels like something I've seen but not exactly I can't put my finger on it. Um it has hint it's it's for becomers. Oh. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's still not aimed at me. But the last episode was a very metaphysical, almost legion esque,
1: uh, non linear memory episode. Oh, yeah. They, they can be hit and miss. They can be hit and miss. Anything that goes into a dreamscape or anything like that. Yeah. Yes. Oh, mostly my dreams are. Well, I told you about a recent dream and prefer like, <laughs> not to repeat it.
0: That is not a podcast story, Jane. Let's Suffice it
1: one. to say, it started like, you know, a sexually explicit dream yes. and ended. Not like a sexually explicit <laughs> dream. Like a nuisance. But nobody ever puts that on screen. For uh, good reason.
0: I don't know. I, I think there might have been something like that. Like a TV show where someone's having like a sexy dream and then the the, the, the sex object in the dream says, Now, help me wash the dishes. Yeah. I, I think that might have happened. Anyway, <laughs> look. Um, Ben's main complaint about Cloak & Dagger last week, that it was a bit too American. And a bit too on the nose. It was hard to tell what Ben was on about last week. <laughs> what with his rage. Well, his ep- he had an episode. Um, and the thing was, his 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 point was kind of reinforced this week. Because in the dream sequence, Tandy, the girl, they enter each other's minds. Because they have a special connection. Not in a sexually explicit way. They enter each other's minds. Oh, a deeper connection. Yes. Uh, and they see each other's history. Why well, they got to that quick? Yeah, three episodes, episodes, three episodes. Three episodes, episodes in? Yeah. Well, that's the thing, though. Like that's two hours in before they okay. find out each other's backstory. If it was a movie, it would be over by now. True, they would
1: have been inside each other's minds in moments. But that's different mediums. If it was a painting, it wouldn't have moved at all. <laughs> you just have to infer things by yeah. the outer coloring. And sorry, I'm mm-hmm. trying to do a Ben thing here and talk about themes, thieves. Thieves. mediums, motifs. Anyway, um,
0: in the dream, in in ta- when Tandy is in Tyrone's dream mindscape memory scape yeah um, she sees him being chased and lynched remember he's a young black man being chased and lynched by the police and the police are carrying flaming torches that doesn't sound like police at all <laughs> I, I don't like the portrayal of the police in this um, new TV show but the interesting thing is that it's, a song is playing in the background and it's some sort of a hippie hop song about America biting back and I'd say they would have been much happier if they'd been able to play "This Is America" by Childish Gambino.
1: Oh, they really would have. Yeah. Would that have been out by the time they I were making their TV show? Don't think so. I don't. So think somebody's th- sitting at home going, "No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that would have been better. Because oh. uh, it would have been spot on the money for a, a better song to play while while that scene was playing. But again, like Ben said. It's very up to date. It's very modern, but it's very American. Not the type of things that concern
1: us, yes, as two Irish white people. Yeah, like don't get me wrong, there is racism here, but it's kind of groundless. <laughs> we don't have we don't have hundreds of years of backstory to our inform. racism. Yeah, people oh. are just dicks here. Mm. seen a black person. Yeah, that's true. I mean, two generations later, we've adopted sort of racist overtones and undertones. And
0: do you think we've adopted them from America?
1: A little bit, yeah. Mm. They're like, the, the language is the same and it creeps over and it informs us that way. Mm. But there isn't that history. There isn't... We don't have a history of kind of prejudice there where people have for hundreds of years been undermined and held back. Mm-hmm. And if we do, it was by the hated english the hated english towards us a little bit yeah i mean not me not you um, personally you weren't alive no and i've grown up in relative peace and tranquility yes. and if anything you would have been one of the landed gentry yeah i was more likely to suffer violence at the hands of my mother than the english so <laughs> the old plastic spoon oh yeah or just the drive somewhere um, where she'd lash out into the back seat
0: mm-hmm why are we talking about Cloak and Dagger again? Yeah, look, I can nearly call you Ben. Look, Shane, Cloak and Dagger is fine. Good. It's, it's probably better than Runaways, which I think you didn't watch. That was the one with the mutants. No, that was The Gifted. Ah, The Gifted. Runaways. I watched The Gifted. That's pretty good, though. Yeah, it was. It was yeah, right. It's probably about as good as that, oh, okay. but a little bit slower. Probably better acted, a little bit better shot. There's, a, there's an artistry to it.
1: Good. Um, sort of an overarching
0: idea yeah, of something. Not just kind of cheap shots of Hawaii with yeah. vets like, like the Inhumans. Or even, there's more There's more. whose phone was that? Was that my that phone? sounded like your phone. Oh, no. I was under strict instructions such, to turn my phone off. Such professionalism. Um, there's an artistry to it.
1: It's shot in a certain way. They seem to be going for a mood and they're mostly achieving it. Alright, that would make it better than The Gifted. Yeah. The Gifted had pretty people experimenting with mutant powers and you know, an age old, how good do you have to be?
0: Yeah. The gifted, like you could say about the gifted that it was a little bit generic. Yeah, a little bit generic. Um, but it doesn't have the level of artistry of a Legion, let's say, or of a Twin Peaks. It's not that good. Okay. But I, I think I think I'd put it up there with the weaker No, it's probably better than the weaker Netflix series. So it would be better than
1: Defenders, better than Iron, Iron, Iron Fist. I mean, to be honest, though, I've been stuck in traffic, and it was better than I, was. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, uh,
0: I think maybe even better than the bad bits of Luke Cage. Okay. Hmm. Any excitement for Luke Cage season two? A little bit. It's out next Guar- week.
1: Guarded excitement. Yeah. Like Luke Cage is there again. Mm-hmm. We don't have that history, mm-hmm. so I've no objection to Luke Cage running around, but I have to take the villains and the setup. At face value, without understanding a history or appreciating what's going on on a deeper level, there. Mm-hmm. So I can't get too hitting that. I can't get too excited about Luke Cage as like a cha- the people's champion or anything like that. Isn't
0: that your internet name?
1: That's uh, my YouTube name. <laughs> so that's why you hate Luke Cage, yeah? Because he stole your internet name. But I enjoyed season one, um, apart from the Daffy costume of what's his name.
0: Cotton mouth?
1: No, the other, no, the other one. No, the Diamondback. Diamondback was shit. That was
0: not a great costume, was it? No. And it inexplicably made him stronger too. It was just, yeah. it was just
1: normal fabric. Yeah, like if he'd shown up in Iron Man's costume, sound? Yeah. Like a knockoff. Hmm. You know, but not just a suit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I look unguardedly excited too. I think you hit the word on. The, you Hit the nail on the head with that choice of words,
1: Shane. You don't really read comics that much I've read a comic in the past Mm -hmm. I consider myself a blue collar comics reader (laughs) go on you read them on the sites every now and again I'll I'll sift well you'll sift through your collection and go Shane read this it's quite good so if something has had to rise to that it Mm -hmm. probably stands out it's not it's not an in universe kind of thing it's built its own world it's Mm a self contained story Mm -hmm. so I've read Invincible yeah Um Watchmen, you yeah. know some of the classics. That's Secret interesting. Vendetta, bit of Hellboy, mm. that kind of thing, but nothing with too much of a history. Very interesting. It's almost like we've planned that we haven't. No, almost like we have. It's like I'm in mixed mind. Yeah, like Tyrone.
0: What would? You, ooh, can you see me being lynched? I hope not. <laughs> um, what would you say to an edgy Harry Potter? All right, Harry. <laughs> Very good. No. I I mean, what's your what's your take on an edgy Harry Potter? Oh, is he in London, innit? Well it's not Harry Potter you oh. see, it's 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 wizards. Uh but wizards who have been secretly policing the world um from evil monsters and whatnot. But now one of them has decided that she wants to take over from the norms.
1: That sounds fair enough. Yeah. I can't understand why anyone with superpowers wouldn't take over from the norms. Hmm. Like out with the old. In with, the, in with the
0: powerful In with the magic That's What I've done there Shane Is describe the magic order
1: Oh excellent
0: The, the first You com- hooked me in a Good uh, The first comic from Netflix the First Ooh. comic Ooh. From Netflix Not a movie about a man writing a
1: comic No A comic A comic was um, Although it is Netflix So what it basically is Is And as a regular Netflix subscriber mm-hmm. Can I get that Or is there an additional subscription I'm going to have to pay I I don't know I haven't oh. looked into that.
0: Uh, it's a physical comic, though. Oh. It's a, it's in on comic book and shops. everything. Yeah, in comic book shops Trees paper. have had to die for yes. this. Yes, Oh, it better be good. It, it's I'm all, fond of it, trees. It's all right. It's it, it's all right. It's very much edgy Harry Potter. They even have the same. The wands look similar. Look, I'll show you when we finish recording. But it's very Harry Potter. The thing that saves it for me is that the villainess has a kind of catwoman esque vibe about her. And as you know, that that, yeah.
1: that I'll be on board for that. Yeah, because I'm a bit be a no hassle for Mick to show me his wand when he's finished this. Oh, no!
0: <laughs> I'm going to have to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, let's move on. Um, have you watched anything that you thought was good? Look, I've been listening to your podcast every week, oh, hoping no. that you could have a chance to talk about The Karate Kid mm-hmm. and the YouTube-made series that continues the story. Mm-hmm. And you haven't. No. Every week, a letdown. <laughs> so now that i'm here so you've
0: barged your way in yeah you've spiked ben's drink to have make him have a mental episode and you've barged Put him your in way a in. minimum
1: security asylum yeah where the guards have been warned not to be lulled to sleep by his stories <laughs> <laughs> well and now i'm gonna talk about karate kid yeah
0: it's good it is good isn't it it's very good and um, let's talk about what it means for the genre and genre media because um, it's the first, there's something about it being produced by YouTube and all released on the same day that felt different. Even though Netflix does it all the same, all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. we're used to getting our stuff free from YouTube and we're used to that stuff being crap. Yeah. I think This that, was good. That might be what it was. Although, very
0: hard to get here. Yes. In Ireland, because we, for some reason, can't get YouTube read. No, no, I think you can just sign into your YouTube account and buy it. You can sign into your YouTube and buy it episode by episode. Yeah. But if you're in America oh. or Australia, you it's free as part of your YouTube Red subscription.
1: Gotcha. So I think works out cheaper. Probably. Yeah. It was about 2 50 an episode. Yeah,
0: which is quite expensive. Yeah. For a 30-minute episode of a series.
1: Not even 30 minutes.
0: And, you know, probably pretty cheap to produce.
1: Yeah, no big explosions. No, they might have had to damage one car. Repeatedly. Possibly, yeah,
0: yeah, but an old car. Yeah, and it, only hey, had... it was full of memories. Very good. Um, the so so the interesting thing was taking a hugely popular thing from the eighties, which for whatever reason didn't continue to
1: now. Yes. Well, it would it have did. Been hard. You had that Hilary Swank thing that was kind of the nail in the coffin.
0: Well, they had the the Kung Fu Kid with Jaden Smith.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was it was better than I thought it was going to be. Give Jaden Smith his dues, but it wasn't. It was a direct remake. There was nothing new to it. Right. Um. All that really did for me was make me miss the original Karate Kid.
0: And you're saying that this one wasn't a direct remake. Uh no, it had echoes. Oh, oh very shadows good. and yeah. echoes and
1: theme, thematic similarities. Oh, thematic similarities. <laughs> All right, now... role reversals and everything. You're
0: gradually becoming Ben. Oh. I'm going to combine your names into one and call you Bane. Oh no, that's too cool. Yeah, um, Shen. <laughs> you sound like an old Chinese man. I would teach a young white child kung fu. <laughs> um, yeah. My my favorite thing about it was, um, how. It kind of messed with our expectations yeah. of what was going to happen.
1: Yeah. I mean, it messed with the whole notion of storytelling. Go I mean, on. Johnny Lawrence. Go Lauren- on, Bane. Johnny Lawrence was there and, you know, we saw him as the villain at the end of uh, Karate Kid. Right. Um, but through Johnny Lawrence's eyes, he was just, you know. He was the victim. Yeah. And This the- guy, this out-of-towner, came in and started chatting up his girl who was, he, he He was having some troubles with. Mm-hmm. I mean, how would you like it if you were going through some troubles with your lady and some guy just came in and started putting the moves on her? I mean, you'd be all right with the probably. It. <laughs> Get me in trouble as yeah. well now. This is the name of the podcast. Yeah. Um, the,
0: the thing was that the, that that con- that idea that what's the Daniel, That yes. idea that Daniel. has been floating around a while. Yes. Most that's...
1: famously, I'd say, with uh, How I Met Your Mother. Oh, did they Barney, say it? But yes, Barney Stinson was a huge fan of The Karate Kid. Right. He viewed Johnny Lawrence as The Karate Kid. Really? And in one of the episodes got to meet him. Oh. He, and they played a prank on him. Go they on. had this clown follow him around for like a stag party or something. The actor
0: who plays Johnny Lawrence? Uh,
1: yes. So he so, played himself in
0: the sitcom How I Met Your Mother. Yes.
1: Right. So Johnny Lawrence is dressed up William Zapka? The clown. Yes. And he goes around and then they introduce him to Ralph Macchio. And he's like, here's the Karate Kid, do you love that movie? And Barney Stinson's character, the Barney Stinson character throws a bit of a strop. Right. was like, that's not the Karate Kid. It was William Zapka or whatever his name is. Right. Frank Zappa. <laughs> um, and then the clown disrobes and there's Johnny Lawrence. Whoa. Yeah. Great. So
0: the two of them were in that episode together. Yeah.
1: That has to have some effect. That has to have had some effect on getting this series made. Yeah. I mean, you would imagine so. Yeah. In a room going, wouldn't it be nice to be famous again?
0: Yeah, I remember being famous? Being famous yeah. was great, wasn't it? Quite old
1: now. Yeah. We're not um, gonna make it in anything else. We're going let's let's go
0: into spoilers because it's been on. It's it's long come and gone. Yeah. The the finale
1: speaking of finales as we did with Legion, the finale was spectacular. Very, very Probably good. not as life changing as those three minutes. <laughs> but yeah, pretty good. Just I think Johnny Lawrence's whole demeanour. Yeah. Like he very much he wants to rail against the, you know, PC mm-hmm. becomers type. Yeah. Genre. Johnny Lawrence would hate Ben. He would. Yeah. Me and Johnny Lawrence would get along.
0: <laughs> so well. Actually, you know, watching Johnny Lawrence teaching those classes was like watching a documentary about my life. <laughs> I don't think he insulted anyone in a way that I haven't insulted someone in a, in a class in some degree, to some degree. Um, but just watching his face falling... As he realised that he'd taken a nice kid and turned him into the bad guy. Yeah. When, w-
1: watching him realise that, and that was Just like left right to the last minute. Mm. There's a an impassioned speech from some dickhead, and Johnny Lawrence turns to his protege and goes, "Kick that pansy in the face." Yeah. <laughs> I've never laughed. I had to go back a couple of minutes. To see what happened after I stopped laughing. Oh, very good! It was one of those shows. that was brilliant. I've it, ruined it on anyone who hasn't seen it, but
0: but that's what the, that's what podcasts are for. Yeah, if you watch, if you're listening to a podcast about something that was aired eight if weeks ago, if you're listening
1: to a podcast about media instead of consuming that media, I mean, honestly, yeah, you deserve to have things spoiled. Yeah, This is for yeah. people who've already seen things and now they're stuck in their car in traffic. And <laughs> they they just want their opinions reinforced or maybe lightly challenged. Very lightly. Yeah, because no. you're in traffic and everything could go sideways.
0: Um, what did you think about the, the stinger? Yeah.
1: Genuinely thought he was dead. Yeah. Let, we, well,
0: well explain the stinger. It. Let's explain it. Uh, at the end, Johnny Lawrence's old master. Sensei, Sensei William Crease. Sensei Crease? Crease. What was his first name? I oh, can't remember. Crease. I don't know if they ever... William, no. If they ever...
1: Bobby? no. Doesn't matter. No, we're just sitting here and just Men, men
0: misremembering things. He, he comes back
1: and looks like he's going to attempt to take over Cobra Kai. Yeah, I mean, which is weird because you look at it and it's like, oh no, here's a big bad villain. Mm-hmm. But here's a guy walking into a small business owner's place. Yeah. I mean, realistically, you could just call the police and get them to remove him and that would be the end of it. Yeah. Like... I, I really hope they don't go down the road of dark machinations. and But this series exists in
0: a world where, for some reason, a local karate tournament has a budget to produce that, that gets that many attendees. Yeah.
1: That was addressed, though. I mean, um, Ralph Macchio's wife's character talks about it. It's like, karate used to be like football is in Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, around here, there's the... So, yeah, it used to have that, and... Hey, they had the shiny blue mats this time round <laughs> with the gold fist. Yeah, Shane, are there any other series that you would like to see brought back in a similar way? I have a massive hankering for some sort of Highlander. Oh, we've discussed this before. Yeah,
0: we have. So, if only we had a
1: podcast where we discussed yeah. reviving TV shows and things like that. We could I mean, and like instead of flashbacks, I think each season would jump from a period in history right. to the next with mm. an overriding villain that is then the final movie. Maybe a couple of flash forwards to the modern day. Maybe. Small short ones. But like set... I would do those maybe as cold openings. Mm. Like cold opening, flash forward and then your episode may or may not reveal why that was there probably not probably because not. one of the
0: biggest kind of problems with the original highlander series was always the contrivance of the exact same thing happened to him 400 years yeah, ago it's ridiculous <laughs> and whichever lesson he learned then will help him defeat the gimmicky immortal of the week this week yeah that
1: was poor
0: that would that, I'd, I'd forgotten we used to talk about that oh we used we to should, wax lyrical we should well bring into that the back night. we should bring it back and i'm surprised it hasn't happened
1: yeah, I mean, we did put two or three internet posts, up, so <laughs> I really thought that'd do it.
0: Um, So, let's say one series, let's say a tight eight episodes.
1: Yeah. The first series would be... First series is... All the time Scotland. Yeah, halfway through that, he gets killed, becomes immortal, deals mm-hmm. with that, gets hoofed out of the village. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, well, hold on, it doesn't even have
0: to be all the
1: time Scotland, because it doesn't have... Have to,
0: well, it kind of Highlander, it's in the main, doesn't
1: it? Unless he owns some sort of Highlander cow. Yeah, but they presumably didn't exist in ancient Rome. Ah, they would have.
0: Like, you could do an ancient Rome season. Mm. Like, as a kind of introduce the villain. You could. Yeah.
1: Although, like Spartacus, I'd prefer if, you know, our star had to take a season off for. Well, not I prefer. but... Wow,
0: well, he died, Shane. I like, know, so insensitive.
1: But Gods of the Arena rose out of Spartacus needing to take a season off. Yeah, that was so very good. So, if we established Highlander and then had another season mm-hmm. or a spin-off season for mm-hmm. our villain, that'd be better. Let's save this
0: for another podcast. Yeah. This is we could we could we could we could make something out of this. Anyway, any others? Uh, any others that you'd like to see brought back? Ooh,
1: don't think so. I mean, a lot of the stuff is. Gold, because it's in the past.
0: Yeah, and, you know, a lot of the stuff you wouldn't... Like, you wouldn't have... You would have never said Karate Kid anyway.
1: No. This came out of nowhere. stuff I prefer people never touched again. Like, well, just left it. Top Gun is coming. Yeah. Top Gun always felt like it was set up for a sequel. Yeah. Not a sequel you know. 30 years later with old men, though. No. But, you know, when the money's right. <laughs>
0: Shane, let's move on. Okay. Yeah. So, we planned a few weeks ago, uh, Ben and I to talk about the lasting influence of some science fiction classics because Ooh. people like when we wa- la- wax lyrical about literature literally waxing lyrical that's what we <laughs> call this section if only you had a turntable yeah and the ability to say that smoothly yeah um, work got it work so it. we were going to talk about the book series June uh, but then it turns out that Ben didn't know anything
1: about it that's because Ben's too young uh,
0: it's probably also why he knows nothing about the karate kid
1: does he not? Mm. Oh. Doesn't care for the karate kid. Oh, if he were here, I'd karate chop
0: him. <laughs> Might be why he's not here. Um, so, but, uh, Shane. I nearly called you Ben again. Bane. Your internet <laughs> handle, Bane. What even
1: is June? June is a book. Yes. Uh, it is based around. Leo, Leo. What's his name? Atreides? Paul Atreides. Paul, yes. He is the son of Duke Leto. Duke right. Leto is handed control of Arrakis, a planet that. That is the most important planet in the known universe. It produces the spice, the melange.
0: Even, even more important than America. Yes. Wow.
1: It's a barren planet. Inhospitable. Right. Cruel. Yeah. They're people tough. Tough. Earth, Down to earth characters. Leto is given control of this mm-hmm. because the emperor, the Paditia emperor, mm-hmm. uh, believes that Leto is becoming too powerful. Oh, classic. He has be, he has gathered too many allies in the Rat, which is like a loose monarchistic parliamenty type thing okay um so he conspires with the harkonnens who are just dicks right very G- fat as well i think just the baron oh. fade is svelte oh like the steam. baron yeah the baron is kind of into him a bit it's kind of creepy Ugh. there's tones the baron is so fat that he has like little suspenser things that kind of hover him around and he jiggles and walks with a weird like mojo from the x-men yeah. and the baron is also a bit of a deviant at one point, they tried to assassinate him by implanting uh, hypodermic spikes beneath the skin of some sort of slave boy they're sending in to satisfy him.
0: Interesting, though, isn't it? Though that, uh, as as Ben and I talked about the other week, they show he's a bad egg by making him a bit gay. Well, a bit pedo Pe- A pedo gay.
1: Does it matter your orientation once you've gone pedo? Uh, well, he
0: he's the only character in it who's gay, and he's also the worst. He's the only.
1: Aside from Paul, he's the only one we know anything about their sexuality. No one else really has a relationship. That's Gurney true. Halleck's wife was killed.
0: Yeah, Gurney and Gurney becomes a kind of love interest for Paul's sister much later down the line. Kind of. They, uh, We're uh, getting very vague yeah. yeah. Go on, anyway, sorry Sorry
1: for anyway, that. Anyway, so yeah, uh, Duke Lido Atreides is put in charge of this planet, but it's a trap. Ah, it's a trap! The Baron Harkonnen and the Emperor are conspiring against him. Mm-hmm. The Emperor's troops, who are the baddest asses in the galaxy, mm-hmm. are going to attack, but in Harkonnen livery, mm-hmm. so that'll make it all right yeah. somehow. A false flag operation, yeah, Um and that'll kill off the Atreides, and the Baron will be back in charge of her, uh, Arrakis, and that'll be it. That and the Emperor but, will have subtly dealt with the challenge to his power, but right. Paul Atreides is a special young gentleman. Oh. His mother is part of this kind of weird universe-shaping religion-type nunnery. Yeah. The Bene Gesserit. Right. They have this goal of producing a the Quisit Haderach. Who right. Who can look back in time and see both the genetic memories of his male ancestors and female ancestors. Oh. Whereas they are a nunnery of sorts, mm-hmm. they can only look back and see the memories of the female ancestors right which can be limiting when you're I'm not entirely sure what they're aiming at right it's never properly explained okay or it is and I forgot <laughs> um, podcast goes. yeah so the Harkonnens attack but Paul escapes and then he goes and he befriends a rake of these Fremen the mm-hmm. locals on Arrakis mm-hmm. who have been regarded by the Harkonnens as rabble you mm-hmm. know just impoverished not really doing a lot the harkonnens hunt them for sport well, what's revealed then is that's only killing the weakest of them oh very good the fremen are remarkably resourceful mm-hmm. they are a pure warrior people mm-hmm. they have suffered a hundred years of Harkonnen ru rule mm-hmm. on the toughest planet in the galaxy yeah and now they're practically an invincible fighting force right so paul hangs out with those for fifteen or twenty years mm-hmm. and then he takes on the entire uh Might Might of the Emperor. Mm. And yeah, that that's the story you do. That's the story of do Uh tied into that then you've got themes of ecology.
0: Oh themes. Yeah.
1: Trying to transform a desert planet into something else. Was this the
0: first ever book to deal with transforming a desert planet into something else? Yes okay you're willing
1: to state that categorically <laughs> why not okay good it's the first ever book i read <laughs> dealing with transforming <laughs> oh, a desert planet oh there it is does it say on the front of it first ever book to deal with no no it doesn't no it doesn't it says 50th anniversary edition
0: i think it is though i think it's one of the first ever
1: books because what i like about it yes uh is it's one of those kind of sci-fi light where basically the role of technology is to make sure that you can't use too much more technology right so you'll have a sword fight yeah I enjoy a sword fight in a, in a book a
0: soft science fiction yeah. is what what science fiction fans usually call it um, that's true there they, also it's set so far in the future that the people are humans but they're so far in the future that it has nothing to do with earth I no. don't think earth is even mentioned no, for a long time I thought, maybe Arrakis
1: was going to turn out to be Earth, but it doesn't matter, and they've long since forgotten it. Yeah,
0: and um, very little of our culture remains. No. So, you know, we were talking, the main point of this was going to be how it influenced other classic science fiction. In a lot of ways, that is quite similar to Star Wars. Go on. Because in Star Wars it happened a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, but it's still inexplicably full of humans.
1: And irritating side characters And irritating side characters in the no book. irritating side characters in Dune For anyone who's planning on reading it Yes And like me doesn't really like Star Wars uh-huh. Don't be put off my mixed Star Wars now. <laughs>
0: well I'm saying that Dune influenced Star Wars Not the other way around Yeah Because I... Star Wars came out a lot later Also if you remember Shane Star Wars Take a look at the cover of this book here You'll remember that Star Wars starts on a desert planet With twin moons Ooh. I, twin sons though isn't it i don't know and also shane you remember in star wars that luke is a moisture farmer he is and tell us about how that's relevant
1: um <laughs> keynes is the planetologist working on the planet arrakis and his goal is to make arrakis into a verdant garden uh planet right to farm moisture to store it mm-hmm. the entire way of fremen life from birth to death is all about reclaiming moisture and storing it it's the wealth of the planet um so all the technology one of the ways that the fremen are led to believe that paul is their messiah is that he fits on his still suit designed to stop the escape of moisture from the body mm-hmm. perfectly wears a desert fashion oh um They grow tiny plants, like tiny grasses, to try and bind the soil together. They have all this technology that's dedicated towards changing this planet Mm -hmm. on a, a huge planetary scale. And I suppose George Lucas stole that a little. A little?
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, the whole idea of water scarcity and stuff doesn't play a big part
1: in Star Wars. No. Just the life on Tatooine. Yes. Possibly going to become more relevant to life on Earth in certain...
0: Yeah. Oh prescient maybe desalination oh. here we come. and um, also you remember from Star Wars for example or Warhammer Shane one of your favorites um, people are always going up and stabbing each other despite living in a very technologically advanced future
1: yeah you can't beat a good stabbing yeah
0: you want somebody to know you really don't like them you just cannot beat stabbing what's the justification
1: for stabbing people in the in the book June? Uh if you fire your super cool laser gun at somebody and they've got their shield turned on, a personal electronic shield, mm-hmm. it'll explode with the might of a nuclear bomb. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, maybe or it might not. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't want to take that chance. Yeah.
0: So, so, you know, that idea, I suppose a lot of these stories are feudal knights and barons and lords stories Transposed into space. Yes, June certainly, definitely, definitely. Star Wars in many ways, although it's kind of more a Western than a feudal story. Order,
1: yeah, they do ride in; they don't hang around. Mm. It's not too much. And Warhammer, as you know, it's all about lords and. Just to be clear, the most I know about Warhammer is Mick paints tiny figures. Yeah, and once gave out to me when I moved those tiny figures, he put them all over the house. Yeah, it's a world filled with rage. (laughs)
0: I forgot about that. No, oh, I was so angry that day. Uh, it was mostly Dave's fault, though. Uh, what are we talking about? Um, oh, yeah, why why they go up and stab each other. Because in, let's say, Star Wars, they never really justify why someone would stab someone with a lightsaber instead of using a, a cool laser gun.
1: Yeah, and I mean, they have laser guns. It's just lightsabers seem to be able to bat away the laser bolts.
0: Yeah. Whereas in, in June... They he, he what's his name again? L. Ron Hubbard, Frank Herbert. Frank Herbert. That's the one. He that was a joke. I can <laughs> see it. It's written there. I'm not that stupid. It was a joke. Uh, he he goes to not great pains, but some lengths to kind of justify the need for hand to hand combat in this universe.
1: Yes, and I think the hand to hand combat is important in tying in with the role of the Bene Gesserit and mm-hmm. establishing. It's that kind of world where you can challenge the Emperor's best fighter Mm -hmm. and the Emperor's like, all right, you beat that one lad. Yeah. Here's the keys to the Empire.
0: You're the Emperor now.
1: For some reason.
0: Yeah. Shane, I'm going to tell you uh, a little story and I'd like you to tell me if you think this is from Dune or from something else. So, the Emperor of Mankind has lived for thousands of years because he's the most psychically powerful human who's ever existed and he creates a legion of super soldiers to enforce his will throughout
1: the galaxy. That's not from June,
0: well, it kind of is from June,
1: yeah, but he hasn't lived for thousands of years no, so. not
0: paul I'm actually talking about june what mm. are the what are the follow- ups
1: called? uh oh, there was loads of them, God emperor of June, children of Dune. chapter house, chapter house june messiah it actually after about two books, they were like, ah, look, we're done with the Atreides, Duncan, Idaho is the main character mm-hmm. now. Duncan Idaho who died in this book Mm -hmm. spoilers spoilers. I know 50 years old Um, so Duncan Idaho just kept getting brought back and relearning stuff and Uh then he can sort of see back in his genetic cloned memory and it's a bit weird yeah and you've got the Honoured Martyrs, and they're another threat but they're facing an even bigger yeah it got kind of crap do you think so yeah I have read Dune good Messiah
0: and Children of Dune and I think maybe some of the fourth one, and it, Paul is dead. Long since. Dead. Long since dead,
1: and his son, Leto... Leto and his daughter. Is no, there a daughter, elia No. Leto becomes some sort of god emperor. Lito is becomes a god, god emperor. Yeah, yeah. he's um, he becomes a sandworm.
0: He merges with the last sand trout to become the the last sandworm. Yeah, and it gives him the most he's the most psychically powerful human who's ever lived although he's not really that human and the story kind of skips forward 5,000 years into the future so and he
1: keeps bringing back his friend Duncan Idaho
0: yeah he keeps bringing him back because he yeah. was played by Patrick Stewart in that one film <laughs>
1: uh, that was the hope that it's Patrick not, Stewart it's not Duncan Idaho no, it? it's Gurney du- Halleck yeah well Duncan Idaho is the hero but Patrick Stewart played Gurney Halleck. Halleck who played Duncan Idaho in Some the God, like he died in the first 10 minutes yeah he's really not important in the movie head injury yeah he looked enough like Kyle McLaughlin that it didn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: what did you think of the Oh anyway, yeah, it's also that's largely a lot of the a lot of the universe building of Warhammer comes directly from Dune. Oh. No. This idea of a, a mostly immortal emperor who's kind of detached from humanity by his psychic powers. And in the original Warhammer universe the Space Marines, who you'll be familiar with at least yes. they were created from penal legions, like uh, the, the Sardaukar. Emperor Sardakar. And they're his terrifying shock troops. Uh, but you know, it diverged over the course yeah. of forty years of existence for both of them. It's not much like Dune anymore. But also hand to hand combat. Uh one thing about Dune though, no
1: aliens. No. Um you've got the ship navigators, they're freaky. But they're, they're freaky, not aliens. But they're humans at heart. <laughs> at heart. Do they even have hearts anymore? There's no emotion in ship navigation. Mm. Pure maths.
0: Another Warhammer link. Yeah, in Warhammer, you need navigators to travel um, in space, and they have to be psychic and they have to be human mutants.
1: Oh, interesting! It's
0: amazing how influential Dune has been. I, have you? I didn't realize. <laughs> Good. Well, welcome to how the podcast. How this podcast has um, been. Have you ever heard of the the comic
1: series The Metabarons? No. Tell Meta- me about it. The would a blue collar comic reader like myself enjoy it?
0: I think you probably would. Uh, it's a European comic. Is it self contained? Does it have yes. a, an end? Yes. Good. It's a European comic, and it came about because the the writer and artist uh, were working on a June movie. It was going to have uh, it was going to have Salvador Dali as the emperor.
1: Oh God, that sounds terrible. <laughs> I know. It would have
0: been insane. It it, it it probably the only thing in the world which could have existed which would have been more insane than the David Lynch version <laughs> of something.
1: I <laughs> said when you try and play Dune so- straight, mm-hmm. uh you end up with that sci fi series three parter thing and that was just a bit meh. meh. Was that called Children of Dune? No, I think they had like a follow up. They had Dune mm-hmm. and then Children of Dune. For some reason they managed to get like Green light on a second season. <laughs> Alright. And... Um,
0: But Metabarons came about because the writer, he was planning to make a a movie and the movie fell through for budget reasons and backing and, you know, these things fall through. But he had all these designs and ideas and stuff and he changed them into a a comic and it's a multi-generational space opera spanning a vast period of time about people who can develop powers
1: by introspection and... Wow, that's a much better analysis than my rambling introduction to the book that we were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: um, but if you if you like June, you'd probably like it. Okay, and very good art style. I, I think I have one around. I'll, I'll give you a little Um Any things you would recommend, which someone who has never read June and they pick up June and they read June and they like June, and then they pick up June Messiah and they go, oh. There's a lot of politicking in this. Yeah. And then they pick up Children of Dune and they go, his son's a space worm now. Anything that you would recommend for someone who liked June, but might have lost interest in uh, in the in the in the sequels. And I realize I've just sprung this on you. So if you need, I'll edit out some thinking time. I don't like the countdown clock.
1: Yeah, did it, did it, did it, did it. No idea. Sergeant Troopers? No. Why not? it's smaller it, right, I would say starship troopers would be a better follow up to something like like an animal farm or something like that okay, um it looks at like starship troopers looks more at the state hasn't managed to impose its will it's still technically speaking a democracy mm-hmm. um but they bounce from war to war, and every time they switch villain or switch opponent, they just kind of ignore the fact that they were at war with the other side Mm -hmm. up to this Um, the TV or the movie a brilliant satire on war and statehood and notions of kind of like a militaristic future and the Nazis and the Nazis the book equally brilliant kind of assessment of libertarianism and where you need to stand as part of a society your responsibilities towards it Uh its responsibilities towards you Uh decision making that kind of thing I wouldn't have said a great June. Frank Herbert or not Frank Herbert. What's his name? Robert Heinlein. Robert Heinlein. Uh dealt more with personal stories that kind of happened mm. in a universe that was there, but like no. The Moon is a harsh mistress or I wanna say children of a lesser god, but that's not a Robert Heinlein story. Right. Uh none of them no, no. No, nothing. No, disagree with your conjecture. So,
0: if you, if you liked Dune, but you didn't like the follow-ups, just stop reading books.
1: Yeah, Um. and if you'd like to find a reason to kill yourself, go read the ones written by his son and John <laughs> J. Anderson. Are you God, one, they're atrocious. You're
0: one of the people who doesn't like when books are followed up by the writer's son.
1: I mean, I didn't have a problem with it when Tolkien's son wrote some more incomprehensible lore uh-huh. backing up the original trilogy. Yeah, But... Like there are things mentioned and every now and again it's nice for a thing just to hang there mm-hmm. something like in June where they fought the machines it's the Butlerian Jihad one it, of my favourite phrases in all of science yeah, fiction it it happened a thousand years ago or something like that that happened in Warhammer as well and they beat the machines and it's just it's just left hang there no history is delved into it's just there's there's laws have come out from it mm-hmm. We're, they're Followed now with almost religious fervour that you yeah. can't make a machine in the shape of a man. Mm-hmm. That didn't need to be gone into. Mm-hmm. Just leave it there. Yeah. But when the money's right...
0: They'll do it. Yeah. And is that the story of one of the books by his son? Yeah. Oh no. It's
1: called The Butlerian Jihad. Oh no, that's all on the nose. That's so crap. That's a big part. And it one. deals with a conflict between a Harkonnen ancestor... And an Atreides ancestor. Oh no. They Um, might as well have been fucking neighbours. And do we find out how Han Solo got his gun? We probably do. (laughs) And how he copyrighted it.
0: And how he met Chewie. Um, Alright, so no recommendations. What's your favourite song uh, inspired by June? Oh, that Fat Boy Slim one. Yeah, that's good, isn't yeah. it? it? I only realised that, walk as you know. Rhythm. If you walk without rhythm, then you want to track okay. the worm. I, I spelled rhythm differently there. Yeah, you did. You pronounced rhythm. It rhythm. If you walk without rhythm, then you want to track the worm. I only realised a few months ago. You yeah. remember because I texted you excitedly. I went, <laughs> Fat Boy
1: Slim's song is about June! Arguably the most important influence it's had
0: possibly yeah because yeah. I mean everybody knows
1: that song Yeah. There, there was a certain point in your life where you could have been in a club yeah. talking to someone yeah. a young one and gone do you like this song yeah. I, have you read the work by Frank Herbert <laughs> <laughs> and completely shot yourself down yeah that would have been good
0: wouldn't it ok let's wrap it up there Shane uh, Ben usually does this bit but I, I, suppose, uh, I
1: suppose I'll do it um, ok if Ben has escaped from the asylum he'll be back next week
0: yeah uh, he probably will he'll, he's coming back to Ireland as you know so uh, we'll be in the non-digital tiny room shortly and um, so tell us oh no this is really hard I usually put so much pressure on Ben tell us what's your favorite work of science fiction or fantasy that was influenced by June or even if you have some other classic works that influenced others that you might like to point out to us that we could talk about in the future what's that book
1: I read I don't, I don't know. Is that... The, a, oh, ah? can't remember it now. Podcast Gold. Podcast Gold. More Countdown Clock. Influence Star Wars. Remember I used to keep texting you the racist bits in it?
0: Oh, uh, the one... Martian. No, the... Oh, the... John Carter of Mars. John Carter of Mars. Yes.
1: Although that did get a bad film. Yeah, it deserves a better film. It's excellent. Yeah. It's as pulpy as Conan, but uh-huh. interesting. Speculative future stuff. Uh-huh. Uh it has themes of ecology. Oh, and yeah. predates June. Yeah, because, I mean, you're on Mars, and Mars is a dying planet. Uh huh. So they're trying to do things, and it's people scratching out a living. Yeah. There yeah. you go. There's a recommendation. John Carter of Mars. Read it yeah. all. The only problem is the people that he fights, they're all given colour codes. Yeah, the blues and the blacks the, and the browns. The, yeah, the yellows. Oh. And they're all sort of worse than each other. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so. Right. Uh Give us an email about that. Um, if you have any ideas for 80s classics that you'd like to see brought back in the vein of Cobra Kai, you can you can let us know. We'd, we'd love to hear about that too. Give leave them a, com- a treatment. Give, them, give us a treatment. Yeah, we're going to get working on that. Um, Use the might of the podcast to get that thing green lit. Yes, we'll make a Highlander pitch in the next couple of weeks. Um, so you can contact us. Leave a message down below in the in the comments. Or you can listen on SoundCloud. What's it called? SoundCloud. Michael and Benjamin's podcast. That no sounds idea. about right.
1: I just listen uh, on YouTube.
0: We're on Instagram at Michael and Benjamin's podcast, and we're on Twitter at Ben and Mick, Mick and Ben. Mick and ben. at Mick and Ben. This is hard. Uh, we're on Gmail at Michael and Benjamin's podcast at gmail.com. We have never received a single email. We get the occasional Let's Twitter make it rain. <laughs> make the make those emails rain, people. Okay, thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye.
1: Bye.